Hello, and you're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now, Herman, I was hoping I could talk to you about blended families, but I read the label and it says they don't mix. <laughs> A lot of times that's absolutely true. In fact, that's some of the things that we're going to talk about uh, today. We're going to provide you some information related to blended families that I've gleaned through some books and things of that nature that... Uh, hopefully will be helpful today. But before we go on, let's pray and ask the Lord for guidance and communication. Lord, thank you so much once again for the opportunity to share your truth and share truth that hopefully will help relationships and families get better. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. I've got to go get my combat gear or something as we talk. So blended families, they don't mix. Well, they don't mix for a lot of reasons. In fact, uh, let's start here. One of the things that I I really enjoyed a, a number of books, and I would highly recommend that you go pick up a book by the Vissers, V-I-S-E-R, Old Loyalties, New Ties. They have a lot of good information in that book related to how blended families typically seem to operate. And one of the most interesting things that they presented, and this is where we'll start, is six myths about blended families. I came from a blended family, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people who would consider blended families. How do we define a blended family? Generally, two families that have been divorced and they're coming together, or at least one family and a new person's being added to it, whether it's the male or the female. There definitely are some myths that typically show up. And one of the myths that shows up, and just listen to this one, step families are the same as biological families. Now think about that. The A, a person that is, and it, it would be normal in my mind to think that way, here you have two fo- two families coming from divorces and they're getting together into a new family and they're basically assuming that it's going to be the same thing as a typical biological family. Well, yeah, it's just another it's just another family. Why wouldn't it be the same? Because of a lot of differences of their past behavior, a lot of differences of what they've developed over time. So the belief systems are probably the biggest key to making that not true, that it's going to be the same as a biological family. The biological family has a lot of of uh, interactions and history that they've gone through in addition to the very fact that they have come from the same parents. Now you're bringing two separate parent uh, situations into a family, and that's going to be very different than just a biological family. Okay, but this could be utterly chaos. I mean, I'm a kid. Life is supposed to be fun, right? And you said the difference here necessarily isn't biology, but belief system. So both could be true. Wow, well, the Bible tells me don't be unequally yoked, and all of a sudden here I am a kid, and I can suddenly be slammed with belief systems that are not equal. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, that's going to happen no matter what happens in life, but it really happens in these, uh, in these blended families. You're coming from two different belief systems often, and uh, you're, you're not only being influenced by the adults, but also by the other siblings. So, yeah, it creates all sorts of uh, difficulties. So that one... Uh, myth is very, very interesting. The reality, step families are different, and that's okay. That's okay that they're different. The issue is don't don't sit there and require it to be the same as what you had before. 
most of the time they wouldn't want that because it was bad. But at the same time, when you bring these blended families together, that's okay that they're that they're different. Let's figure out how to make it work for us. And like we have constantly stated, pursue their best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And that's what's going to make the family work, ultimately, when you use that uh, definition. Okay. Uh, I know we're still talking about the first myth that step families are the same as biological families. And mm-hmm. you said step families are different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So then where's our point of unity? A shared vision or good values, as one might say? Absolutely. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. What a step family needs to be doing or what a blended family needs to be doing as far as steps to move more toward health rather than letting the differences separate them again. Okay, and myth two. Myth two, step family adjustment will be attained quickly. Now, men tended to have a more unrealistic expectation of this. Some men really thought it would be almost an instant adjustment. Uh, some men had a tendency to think, well, you know, we're coming together, we're getting married, we're going to put our two families together, and we'll be back to something like normal in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. (laughs) Share a bedroom, share a table, share the same bathroom, or perish. That's right. We're not going to have any problems with this at all. It's just going to happen real quick. That that is just absolutely not living in reality when you're bringing two disparate type of families together. I don't even care how long they have known each other. When you put them in the same proximity, the same geographical location, it's going to create difficulties. It's sort of like what we talk about with uh, marriage. You can be engaged to somebody and think that you know them really well, but until you actually get married, married and that psychological switch is flicked, you know, you really haven't experienced how it's going to really be. And you've said that many times, that the person you married at the altar is not the same person you're dancing with at the reception. That's exactly right, because there's so much change. And additional, when you flip that switch, meaning when you get married, all of the past history gets dumped into the marriage at that point in time, and it hasn't happened up until that point. So <laughs> so that family system stuff is really powerful, and it's extremely powerful when you get into this step-family type of or, uh, uh, arrangement. So is it okay to say step family or should we say blended family? Blended family. I know a lot of people that say we don't use step brother or sister here. Or yeah, yeah. Or it's we, it's the this this book is a little bit older if I remember right. It's from the eighties, and uh, it definitely uses that term constantly. So I'm I'm using their terminology as I mentioned it. This is not my research. It's not my doing. Uh, it's something that I believe is very helpful though. I would I would say that from the 80s is very old, except... <laughs> okay, so quickly so, to no, myth number... Go ahead. No, the, the thing that we need to consider here, since step-family adjustment, the, the myth is that it'll be attained quickly, it, the, the real change in belief needs to be it's going to take time to develop friends and more time to develop closeness. That helps you destroy that myth. Get over that mindset of it's going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to, it's going to take some time 
to really develop the closeness, really start understanding each other. And it's going to take some major amount of work to get that done also. Okay, so time takes time. Yeah. Myth right. number three. I'm having a problem with this myth business. <laughs> that's right. Be <laughs> myth, careful about myth that. Myth number three. Myth number three is love and caring will develop instantly. It's similar to the one we just got through talking about, that the adjustment will be attained quickly. Love and caring will develop instantly. Uh, That is the idea that just because we're now called a family, there's going to be an instant, powerful love for each other. No, it's not going to happen. Most people are at least living in reality enough to know that that probably isn't going to happen. But if you have this mindset going in that you think it's all going to be wonderful and just the concept of a bed of roses, it's not going to happen. So a teenager in that type of a situation, it's typically going to take them uh, a long time to get into that flow of how the new family is going to be. So People feel rather than having good thinking. That's the change that you need to get into into here. Love and caring will not develop I- immediately. It's not going to be instant. It's going to take some time. Despite the fact that I have a piece of paper that says, you have to love and care about me. Here it is. It's got to happen right now. Well, it doesn't. Blended families don't mix. The material is from Chapter 11 in the course material. You can go to the website, greatrelationships.com. That's grenumeratelationships.com. Quotes from God's Word for Great Relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2 3. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means You don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Listening to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, and love. Herman, before the break, we're discussing blended families, materials from Chapter 11 at the website. You were giving us six myths that come out of the visors. That's V-I-S-E-R, or visors, however they right, say it. Right, right. Um, Old loyalties, new ties. If you want to go look for that book on Amazon.com or you know Barnes and Nobles, right. The six myths that we're talking about, about blended families, the first step was... 
that step families are the same as biological families. That's the first myth. The second one was step family adjustment will be attained quickly. And then we had gone into the third one, love and caring will develop instantly. That's the third one. And there was a very interesting quote I want to read that a teenager in a blended family made that her family was going through this particular myth thinking, well, we should just be able to love and care for each other immediately. And her comment back was, it takes a long time to make a friend at school. And here, I'm supposed to love my stepmother right off the bat? That makes me mad. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great quote to think about that. Yeah, it takes a long time to develop a friend at school. And now I'm brought together with this uh, other family, and I'm supposed to just love my stepmother immediately? Come on. Give me a break here. So, You're the ones that shared the experiences. I didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And isn't that what causes us to bond? Is shared experiences. Shared experiences. That's exactly right. And one of the things that the unfortunate biggest shared experience that most blended families have is a loss. They're coming together because of loss. They have, they've actually had broken families, and the loss is bringing them together. So that actually is a shared experience that isn't wonderful that brings them together in the first place. Here is one additional thing on the love and caring will develop instantly. This fits the model that we've talked about with relationships often. One of the key tools that will make any relationship go better is freedom. So one of the things that you really need to do instead of love and caring developing instantly is give them the freedom to not love the other person, literally. I mean, to remove those expectations. That isn't saying that, okay, it's okay to hate them and it's okay to treat them poorly. No, it's more of the idea of provide them some freedom. I'm going to care about them whether they care about me or not. Uh, They don't have to love me. If it's the stepmother or the stepdad coming in, it's a matter of in time, I hope that can happen, but I'm going to love them whether they care about me or not. The basics of relationships again, right? That's the real basics. So moving on to blended family uh, systems uh, myth number four, working hard prevents the development of the wicked stepmother. Working hard prevents the development of the wicked stepmother. Now, okay, this what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> the Cinderella. You know, the Cinderella. You know, is a very familiar story. In fact, uh, there are versions of that story in three hundred ethnic groups around the world. Now, think about that. Here we have a person coming in from the outside, and that person gets treated poorly by the stepmother or the mother that's already there. So you want to know something really cool? What? After the number of cultures and places that have a story of the flood, Mm -hmm. right? Noah's flood. Do you know what the next most permeated story is? No, what? Cinderella. Is that right? Yes, sir. How How interesting. Well, they're very opposite of what happens in Cinderella is what this particular myth is talking about. They're basically saying that the stepmother is trying very hard to try to make everybody happy. So a woman is designed to be relational. She comes in into this family and she's the stepmother in this situation and she's trying very hard to not be seen as this wicked stepmother. But unfortunately what that does, it creates more tension, more than harmony because what happens when you're always trying to please somebody? 
you're going to displease another person. <laughs> so you can't please everybody instead of just being yourself. So that, again, is a big issue of freedom. Notice how these issues of what we've taught and the tools, you know, freedom, forgiveness, confession, uh, and feelings, the FFFC, uh, that is going to show up here also. And when a stepmother walks into this situation, so to speak, she needs to have the freedom to be herself and hopefully the relationships that she is developing in that family are also operating with a little bit more freedom to say, well, she's not my mom, but I'm going to give her the freedom to be herself, and I'm going to care about her anyway. The same thing the stepmother needs to have here also is she's going to have the freedom, like I said, to be herself, but she's also going to give them the freedom to not like her. Okay, so the problem here necessarily isn't my stepmom. So God permitted the flood. I don't know who permitted stepmoms. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's the second most permitted story. Uh, so the question becomes this. Is it really about my selfishness then? In this particular case, she is trying very hard to work into the family. And she's probably doing it from a viewpoint of wanting to be happy. Literally, if I can make them happy, I'm going to be happy. That's really the attitude that she's having. So, again, this freedom becomes a very important issue. Here's a quote from uh, one of the ladies that said, I came in like a cheerleader, and it wasn't until I backed away that people began to relax and things started to settle down. Again, freedom, just allowing people to be themselves. I'm going to come in and I'm going to be myself. You don't have to like me. I don't have to put on a front to act like I'm some great person and trying to make everybody happy. I'm going to come in and treat you well. I'm going to be myself. And hopefully that's going to give you the best opportunity to relate to me being a real person. Coming in like a cheerleader, probably she wasn't being a real person. She was playing the actor mistake, right? So that's uh, that'd be mistake number four. Uh, mistake number five, or myth number five, not mistake number five, uh, myth number five is, this is a huge one. Withdrawing a child from a biological parent enhances the relationship with a same-sex step-parent. Now this is unfortunately done because they're using children as a weapon against the ex. So you have a new marriage created from a, a divorce, and the person that is entering into this new marriage still has a really bad relationship with their ex, and they end up trying to make certain that this new child that they're bringing into the marriage has a good relationship with their new spouse. And so they're basically saying, I'm going to prevent that child from having a relationship with my ex so that it'll force them to have a relationship with my new spouse. Wrong, wrong approach. Because what research has shown is the best approach is for a parent to allow their biological child to have as good a relationship as possible with the ex. That is the best for that child. The health going forward is to uh, have the best possible relationship with the, uh, the ex as possible. I know we've got one more myth to go, but <clears throat> in the first five, I'm starting to hear something knock at the door. What is that? Reality. Yeah. 
That's exactly right, because all of these are myths, right? <laughs> <laughs> all of these are myths. Not that I've never seen any of these firsthand, <laughs> I have. Oh, know? really? That's interesting. That's so interesting. Okay, myth number six. Well, now let's stay on five here real quick. Uh, psychologist experience shows that children cut off from their mother will tend to reject their stepmother. So there you have that same issue. You can't move that child away from their biological parent. Make certain that you be careful about that. So you look for times, you look for ways to invite the biological parents into the child's life. And that requires a lot of thinking uh, to, to help that happen, not living on feelings. So you, as a step-parent, you really want to make certain that the children are getting to have the best possible relationship with their biological parent or their ex. Thank you. We're discussing the six myths regarding a blended family. It comes out of material in Chapter 11 of the Great Relationships material that can be found exclusively at <laughs> greatrelationships.com. That's grnumeratelationships.com. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work and Life and Love. We're discussing the Visor's book on... Old, old Loyalties, New Ties. ties. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. here's the thing. You're going through the six myths that are presented in the book. Yeah. In fact, uh, that whole issue, which, if you go back to the divorce myths, many divorces are encouraged or used as a so-called desire to do what's best for the kids. Oh, it's best that we don't sit around here and argue and fight with each other because it's best for the kids that they don't see that. And then they enter into a divorce and then they bring it into a blended family and it just makes it worse, unfortunately. Yeah, so back to uh, 
back to all of these myths starting from the beginning. Step families are the same as biological families. That's the first myth. Uh, the second myth is step family adjustment will be attained quickly, and some people thought it would happen within a couple of weeks, and we'd be, hey, everything would be great. Uh, third myth, love and caring will develop instantly. And again, that uh, quote by the teenager is so, so wonderful. It takes a long time to create a friend at school, and I'm supposed to love my stepmother immediately? Come on. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And then uh, the fourth one was working hard prevents the development of the wicked stepmother. The stepmother is putting so much energy into trying to make everything work that she's actually creating more tension and she's creating more problems because she's trying to prevent herself from being seen as the wicked stepmother. And then number five is what we were talking about before the break. Withdrawing a child from a biological parent enhances the relationship with the same-sex step-parent. So when you are a, uh, in this blended family situation and you're not working to try to maintain the relationship with the exes, you're actually doing a disservice to the child. Much research has been done in this area, and it specifically shows that the experience that a child goes through, they need to have the experience with their biological parent to maintain and actually have a good relationship with the new step-parent in, instead of thinking it's the opposite way. Right. So that's, that's a very important issue. So as we finish the last segment, you need to be looking for times and events to invite the biological parents into the child's life. And that's going to be tough. Wow, this looks counterintuitive. So you're actually looking at a family that's blended and you have the exes participating. And that is what you will see in the material in Great Relationships from this book. It shows that diagram and it actually is bringing those exes into play to help have the relationship with the kids in the blended family because research shows that's best. Guess what? God set it up that way. <laughs> set it up for the biological parents to have the best relationship with the children in the first place. So we need to get back as close as we can to what God has set up. So we're exes in law. <laughs> yeah, like that's that. right. Myth, number, myth number six, anything negative happening is a result of being in a step family. I mean, this is where so many things get blamed on step families. Well, you know, I'm having school difficulties and I'm having uh, problems with my friends. This is a, a child speaking. Uh, and it gets blamed on step family. Well, it's because I'm, you know, I have this stepmother at home or I've got this stepdad at home. This is a very common theme for society in general right now. We always want to blame it on something other than ourselves. We don't want to be thinking it's a matter of self-governance. We don't want to believe that it has some personal accountability here. Well, I've got this step family. I'll just blame it on that. That's, and what's that's, wrong with that? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that obviously means we are doing a disservice to the step family or the blended family. And this would be a great place to use the two circles. So the one thing that I'd like us to remember coming out of this is all you need to do is go back to the very, very, very basics of great relationships. Every one of these myths are developed because they're making life about themselves in some form. 
And I probably need to review that. You want me to yeah. go to chapter? Well, you can go to the very beginning, or you can go to chapter five and see the two circles and see the see the issues related to. But the problem in every relationship, make everything about me. The solution for every relationship, you pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And that's what's so important. And the answer to every one of these myths is the reality that what I just got through stating is true. We do make everything about ourselves, and we need to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And to use the tools of understanding how your freedom works, how your feelings work, how forgiveness works, and how confession works. Wow, it looks like I have a lot to study, and not so quickly as I thought as the myths are. So blended families don't mix. Actually, they can when we don't make it about ourselves. Amen. Herman, I think... Do you mind if we come back and talk about this next time? Good, yeah. We've got some other things we can talk about, like step family characteristics and some steps they can take to move toward health. Okay, I'll look forward to that because I want to <laughs> live healthy, not unhealthy. Go to the website. Check us out. That's greatrelationships.com, grenumeratelationships.com. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. How's your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.